Hello again, girl bosses. This is your host Sophia Amaruso, founder CEO of Girl Boss. I do stuff, and one of the things I do is host this podcast. I've done it for three years, and we have a lot of really great back episodes to listen to. I hope you guys will go do that and subscribe. In case you guys don't know, Girl Boss Rally tickets are on sale now at girlbossrally.com. It's Two days, November 17th and 18th in Brooklyn. We have Ariana Huffington speaking, and there's going to be a thousand amazing, inspiring women. At the one we had in April, we had women from 19 countries and 230 cities uh, fly themselves in for what is really a Noah's Ark of ambitious women. So go to girlbossrally.com to hear more about that. If you guys want to see how we're bringing the rally online and what the future of Girl Boss looks like, can be one of the first to get there. It's uh, go give us your email address at thefuture.girlboss.com. So we have Jennifer Fisher Jewelry coming on the podcast today who makes pretty much the best like hoop earrings and earrings like I've ever worn and I had no idea how what the difference was between like a average hoop earring and one the ones that she makes and I'm not even just trying to hype it up. I'm personally this is like kind of life-changing for me because now I have like an, an everyday hoop. But first I'm going to talk a little bit about Green Chef. I've just started spending time with Green Chef. And if you don't know what it is, it's a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. And you can choose from paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, which is my favorite, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. And the recipes are so quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos that guide you along. And every ingredient is thoughtfully sourced, which is increasingly important to everybody who's listening to this podcast. And its journey is tracked from the time it's planted to your plate. So this ain't no fast fashion of food. And you can switch up your meal plan whenever you want. Try keto, move on to omnivore. So don't want to be a housewife? Hey, it's okay if you do, but If you are moving fast, need great healthy food on the go, let Green Chef do the meal planning. Let him do the grocery shopping and most of the prep for you. So maybe you don't cut yourself with a knife. I'm a big fan specifically of their sesame crusted tuna. I can't even tell you how quick and easy it was to make at home. So just for our listeners, you guys get $50 off your first box of Green Chef. To do that, go to greenchef.us slash girlboss. That's greenchef.us slash girlboss, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F dot U-S slash girlboss for $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long, we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio.
Jennifer Fisher is the founder of Jennifer Fisher Jewelry. She began her career as a wardrobe stylist working on feature films, television shows, and commercials. After 10 years of dressing and styling Hollywood, Jennifer met her now husband Kevin and they settled in New York City. When her son was born, Jennifer began to look for a piece of fine jewelry that both spelled his name and expressed her personal style. She was unable to find anything unique, so she designed a piece for herself. When friends, family, and even strangers began to request that Jennifer design one for them, she knew she was onto something. And with that, Jennifer Fisher Jewelry was born. So I literally drew this out on a piece of paper, and it was the most basic thing in the world, but I wanted it to have his full name because I had been through so much trying to have this kid. So I would go up to 47th Street and like knock on the doors, and people, I'm like, please just make this for me. It's like a simple gold casting, and you can just stamp it. I don't care. You get his name, and I just get his name on it. Full name. And I finally found this woman who did it for me, who still to this day makes my jewelry. Jennifer Fisher Jewelry has established a loyal fan base, including myself, of top celebrities such as Jennifer Lopez, Katy Perry, Michelle Obama, Naomi Watts, Rihanna, and Sarah Jessica Parker, as well as Selena Gomez. It's cool when you meet celebrities that are not what you expect, and they're amazing and cool and supportive. In May 2014, Jennifer opened her flagship store on New York City's Lower Fifth Avenue. I sketch, but I also, I go off of the girls upstairs. So I have a production team that's amazing. And so I'll go up there with like a straw some days and I'll be like, okay, we're going to take this. We're going to bend it this way. We're going to do this. And they're incredible. And they're like, oh, I see it. Okay, I get it. Let's do it this way. And believe it or not, last year, Jennifer even expanded her business into the culinary realm, launching a line of three custom blended salts. Today, Jennifer is here to share how to properly scale a company, how to partner with influencers, and her advice for young designers and entrepreneurs. So now, let's get to it, my talk with Jennifer Fisher. I want to hear, I just want to hear a little bit about your career before you started Jennifer Fisher Jewelry. What was your first job? My first job, I've always had a side hustle. Like I was the kid that would cut the flowers out of your yard and sell them back to you and knock on the door. <laughs> like, legit, where my parents were traveling when I was little. I, was, I, I, I started a, a company called JJ Buttoneers when I was six years old with my babysitter when my parents were out of town one weekend. I mean, I've literally had a million companies. That's amazing. I've always been a serial entrepreneur. Like, I, it, it was more like a hobby, but then I was like, oh, I, maybe I can make some money off of this and mm-hmm. have a business out of this. But my first legit job was working at a clothing store, and I lied about my age to get the job. And How old I, were you? I was 14. Totally legal. Yeah. <laughs> and then ended up being like their top sales girl. What this little was tiny dress store? boutique was... in Santa Barbara. Oh, it's wow. where I grew up in Montecito, up in Santa Barbara. I always worked. My parents always made me work. I had to learn the value of a dollar. If I wanted that dress or if I wanted something, you know, my dad would say, okay, go out and earn it. How did you go from 14-year-old sneaking in the back door to you know, work in a, in a boutique to what you're doing today. Were you always into jewelry? No, I never wore jewelry until I made it. I collected watches. I was a stylist. So I went to USC. I studied business marketing at USC. And I thought that I wanted to be the publisher of Vogue. I wanted Susan Plagueman's job. So, uh, who actually is like a mentor to me now and the most amazing woman. But I thought that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to sell ads and I wanted to, you know, publish a magazine. And when I was at SC, I interned at LA Style Magazine, which, you know, obviously is defunct now, but at the time was a great magazine. And I would be sitting on the side, on the ad side, crunching numbers for the publisher, watching the clothing racks go by, going, oh, shit, I'm on the wrong side. This is not what I want to be doing. You know, I was the kid. My mom got me a subscription to Vogue when I was 
you know, 12 years old and I would, I would, you know, wallpaper the walls of my, of my room and covers and, and stories. So much so that when my parents sold the house, they asked to keep the Vogue wallpaper in the house. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Jane Seymour actually bought the house and it's so funny. They asked to keep the Vogue wallpaper. So I've always been into fashion, but never Influ- Influencer. <laughs> so random, right? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Um, but I, so when I was at school and so I, it turns out, um, I ended up working, at, um, for Aaron Spelling Oh, cool! and he had a daytime drama called Sunset Beach and it was, um, you know, it was an NBC and I was the assistant costume designer on it and that kind of came out of nowhere and it was a really great experience. And then from that I had friends that worked, uh, you know, at the time at Propaganda Films. And there was a director there looking for a stylist. My friend said, hey, you know what? Come in and meet him. He's looking for someone. You should try it out. And I remember walking into his office and he was like, you know, all right, if you if you fuck this up, you'll never work in this town again. Mm-hmm. And it was like a it was like a Tostitos commercial or something or like Pace Picani, something salsa like that or something <laughs> random. And all I had to do was dress like a cop and a beauty queen and a couple of things. And so I did it. And then I ended up becoming a stylist for commercials. Oh, cool. Random. That you can make good money doing that. I made great money doing I that. I have some friends that do that, and she, they're like always sitting by a pool on a weekday. Seriously, it's like you work three, four, or five days in a row, and then you just like have time to do it. What life? I what is be, that? Well, people are like, "Why don't you want to be a celebrity stylist?" And I was like, "Because I make so much money doing commercials. This is the way to go." And I'd have multiple teams on multiple sets, shooting same day for different production companies, and I was killing it. And when you're a celebrity stylist, they com- you know complain about how things look on them. And when it's an actor, they they have no say. Exactly. <laughs> Just like here, wear this. <laughs> yeah, it was the least glamorous styling job, but it was fun and it was a great career. I mean, that's what I did up until I ended up starting my jewelry company. So how did you end up starting a jewelry company? So when I was 30, I got diagnosed with something called a desmoid tumor on my chest wall. And it's a soft tissue sarcoma that is not breast cancer. Um, And they seem to think that it's from scar tissue from my breast implants because they went through my armpits to put them in when I had them done when I was 27. And they're kind of aggressive tumors that grow from estrogen. And I went through chemotherapy for it when I was 30. Um, And I was just dating my husband, Kevin, at the time. And I was styling. And I had a great director that um, I was working by coastally in New York and in L.A. And I had a team that kind of worked me through getting chemo on the West Coast and the East Coast. And the tumor shrunk from the chemo. And when we actually, Kevin proposed to me during that whole time that I was sick. And we got married six months after. And when we wanted to have a kid, my oncologist was like, not a good idea. No way. You need a surrogate. And unbeknownst to us, it's illegal to have a surrogate carry a child for you in the state of New York. But it is legal in Vermont, New Jersey, Florida, and California. And my husband grew up here. And as did I. So we decided, you know what, let's do it in California. And when the baby's born, we'll be there with the grandparents and it'll be, you know, great. So that's a whole process, too, going through surrogacy, trying to, you know, you basically are selling yourself to this person to carry your child. Mm -hmm. So that takes about a year legally and going through all of that. It's like a hundred grand. We call Shane the million dollar baby, my son. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> no, but it's not. But it's really, it's a it's lot really of money. Expensive. Well, but he actually was not born through a surrogate. Like, oh, it's actually a story. Okay. Moving so, on. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, went through surrogacy. Uh, did IVF here? Uh, I know whoever's been through that knows what that's like. It's not yeah, fun. I've done it. It's not fun. Um, and she got pregnant the first time and miscarried at 12 weeks. 
And then, so we went through it again, which is, I mean, every time you do this, it's like another six months. So we did it again, and she got pregnant, and this time saw a heartbeat, knew it was a boy, because we had gone through everything through it. And I flew into Sacramento, which is where she lived, um, for just a regular, you know, uh, test. And at that point is when you take them shopping for clothing, you know, it's just part of the contract of what you do. And we went into the doctor, and there's no heartbeat. So I had to go through the DNC with her there, and I'm like alone at like the Hilton in Sacramento. How many weeks in was that? Sixteen. Wow. Yeah, and it's pretty rare. They say at that point, based off of all the tests that they had done. So she quit, and it was kind of traumatizing. And I went back to New York, and uh, against my oncologist, I went through IVF, and I tried to do it on my own, and none of the eggs were good. And so they're like, something's going on here. You clearly, we're so sorry. We thought we gave you the right chemotherapy for women of childbearing age that, you know, could go on to have children after this. But something has to have happened because genetically they're not, they're not matching up. So that was kind of, we were defeated after that. And they said, you know, well, we can get you an egg. We can get you, you know, eggs from an egg donor. Let's do that. So... We then went through the process, and you know, I'm looking at girls that are like five nine, and Kevin's like, pick the tall one, uh-huh, you know, with uh-huh. the brown eyes. It looks like you. And then we were kind of going wild that summer, and drinking and partying a lot, and having a really, really good time. And that's when I got pregnant. That's, I always hear that. <laughs> I wish I don't. I've done a lot of that in my lifetime. That never happened for me. Um, it was random. So how did they find out? This is just for my own personal interest and probably actually for a lot of women who are listening to this podcast. And we, we don't need to go into every detail that IVF is, but, you know, there's egg quantity, but that kind of doesn't matter if there is an egg quality. Right. And egg finding out whether egg quality is good or not is a really, like, how did they figure that out? Because as far as I know, I don't... PCO? Uh, PCOS or I don't have that I do I have low I have like a couple eggs hanging out I have like the opposite the doctor said to me you know it's like I have a lot of eggs but they're not great quality so it's like shopping at Kmart like so many so many but like you don't want anything well yeah but sometimes they're great but that was when I really realized you know know, all these doctors were telling me you know oh well you have to do it this way your body has to work this way when I'm sorry you're completely wrong I ended up getting pregnant on my own and actually my tumor shrunk from actually carrying the child so which is it went against everything that they told me was going to happen so that's another thing it's like you have to listen to your body and you have to trust your instincts and you have to trust you know what's going on with you because what has happened in the past medically is not going to necessarily happen to you yeah that's the life that goes across everything everything business life. everything yeah. so that was um so I had a totally normal pregnancy with Shane my son and when he was born people were giving me gifts that were beautiful but just you know, jewelry gifts to represent him that just didn't suit my own sense of style. Like mm-hmm. I wanted something heavy and gold and chunky and kind of badass, and everything was very pretty and Google delicate. Gaga. Tea, babies. So I was like, no, I can't wear this. You know, I want this heavy dog tag on this heavy gold chain. And so I literally drew this out on a piece of paper, and it was the most basic thing in the world. But I wanted it to have his full name because I had been through so much trying to have this kid. So I would go up to 47th Street and like knock on the doors and people, I'm like please just make this for me it's like a simple gold casting and you can just stamp it I don't care you get his name and I just get his name on it full name and I finally found this woman who did it for me who still to this day makes my jewelry some of our jewelry wow. but I wore it I, it was just a dog tag and I wore it on a heavy gold chain and it was you know I'd wear it on set when I was styling commercials 
And, you know, like the grips and the gaffers and all the guys are like, what does that say? And I'd say, it's my son's name. Oh, my God, my wife, I'm, my wife is going to want one. Can you do a different shape? Can you do it this way? And I was like, I can do whatever you want. <laughs> and so, I'm, making money, I'm making money two ways on like, set here. Totally. <laughs> so I started making them for, you know, people on set and just friends and family. And um, I made one for Uma Thurman. And it happened to be delivered to her the day she was shooting a glamour cover. And then she wore it on the cover. Jennifer revealed what sparked the idea for Jennifer Fisher Jewelry. So Shane was born, and I was still styling, and I was sitting on set one day, like at 2 a.m., and I was like, what the fuck, what am I doing here? Like, I want to be home. I don't want to be doing this. And at that point, I was selling a lot of jewelry. And it was sort of going beyond the friends and family at this point. And my husband said, you know what? Why don't you start a website? You know, you can't do and, – and there were stores that were asking me at the time to sell it. And I was like, you know, you can't do this. It's too custom, you know, because it was like dates and, you know, everything was different. There was nothing was alike and it was just impossible to sell it to a store. So I started a website selling direct-to-consumer fine jewelry, you know, 12, 13 years ago now. Wow. Uh, a long time ago. And 2005? What? Yeah, 2006. Okay. Two, end of 2005. Early, That's yeah. when I started Nasty Girl. Yeah. It was – it was there was no Squarespace. So just put it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like through the websites together. I mean, I, God knows how and did it and started selling it and literally like shipping internationally. I mean, I was in my, you know, you know, a young child at home working out of my bedroom, uh, you know, answering two phones at a time to handwriting orders, running up to the jewelry district, getting all this stuff made, just like hustling to make it happen. And it seems like there's a lot of mothers who are starting businesses from home today, right? Are you are you seeing that trend? Yeah, I am, and I think it's great, and I think more people should be supportive of other mothers that are doing that. Yeah. I think it's this whole thing, the second, you know, the second career, the second, you know, it's your second shot. You know, having a child is a great opportunity to start a business. Yeah, you know. So you you went up to Forty Seventh Street. Yeah, and the jewelry you found district. A few people. A few people. But when you started really getting some orders through, how did you? You know, production is such a thing. You know, going from a few things to a lot of things, you often have to change manufacturers. How did you go about sourcing what you needed to keep up with your business? I mean, we still make everything in New York, and we still do it with small companies in New York City. Uh, I. I, I think because we don't sell, we don't have the huge wholesale model like other people do, we are doing a lot of things custom and we can keep everything really small batch. So we're not making thousands of pieces at a time. So, you know, I don't have that issue of overages and overstock and all of that, you know, because we're doing, you know, we're doing very specific orders for the website. We're doing very specific orders for, you know, Annette Porte. But other than that, it's just, it's pretty simple. So it's not thousands and thousands of units, you know, per hoop style. It's hundreds and hundreds of units. And then if we need more, we just order them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. and it's all done in New York. Jennifer designs every piece of jewelry herself. She shared what the design process is really like. I sketch, but I also, I go off of the girls upstairs. So I have a production team that's amazing. And so I'll go up there with like a straw some days. And I'll be like, okay, we're going to take this. We're going to bend it this way. We're going to do this. And they're incredible. And they're like, oh, I see it. Okay, I get it. Let's do it this way. So I do have girls in-house that are amazing that help me make these things happen. Um, How big is your team? There's only 12 of us. Okay. That's so nice. We're tiny. Yeah. But it's nice. You know, I couldn't imagine having a bigger team. I mean, I, it, it would be weird, but we, it's eventually, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. We just hired two new people, so I guess we're now 14. What does your team look like, you know? so Okay, so my husband. someone who has a, you know, small business, like what are the components that 
that so, someone like you has. Well, my husband. And not that it's a business. small business, but it's a small. It's a relatively small team. It's a small team for a business that's getting much bigger. So that's the <laughs> scary thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it, the greatest thing is is that we're really nimble. So, uh, so there's my husband who's the president, and I'm the creative director, and we've got a production team of five. And then we've got in-house PR, which is a huge part of our of what we do because of the, there's hundreds and hundreds of pieces going in and out every day for celebrity and magazines and things like that. And then I have a really small sales team, and it's all in-house. Cool. It's really cool. It's it's fun. That sounds nice. I know. Do you work near your house? No. Oh, we work in the flat. So we have a flagship in the Flatiron, and it's a store, and it's where we are upstairs. But we're we are looking for a larger space to kind of have something that's more of a retail experience. Because you know that's what customers seem to be looking for. They want something that feels, you know, like a. They want a Jennifer Fisher space. Yeah. You know, they're asking for that. So we're looking for that right now. Jennifer opened up a storefront in 2014 after having a very successful e-commerce business for many years. She talked about whether she thinks it's important to have a storefront in the age of e-commerce. You know, I don't think it is as much as my husband does. It's so funny. You know, I I love having the online presence and the digital social presence. Um, But I do think it's important to have, you know, your name on the ground on the West Coast. Because, you know, one of our highest shipping zip codes is Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. And New York and Australia and Canada and uh, all over. (laughs) What would your advice be for someone who's a young designer who may be you know, who may be thinking about going to school or not going to school, is school necessary? No, not at all. Like, I feel like, and that's what everyone asks me. And I, it's not necessary at all. I mean, I, I think you just do do what you want to do. Like, I, I was told no by the biggest people in the business when I started. This would never become a company. And what did you, you were just like, I was like forget it. No, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Fuck it. No, forget you. Forget you. <laughs> forget you. And then yeah. I, I smile and wave now. Prior to starting her business, Jennifer worked as a Hollywood stylist for 10 years and had many connections to that world. Celebrity and influencer excitement around her brand has been an instrumental part of her growth. So I asked her if her friends from Hollywood helped and supported her when she started her business. You know, I've been really lucky to have, you know, those relationships from the very beginning. Like, you know, certain people that supported me that didn't know me before. You know, like Samira Nasser, who I named the Samira Hoop after. I started off naming them after very supportive people in the business, like Samira, Kate Young, Carla Welch, you know, all of the, you know, the the people that really supported my brand early on. And I don't forget about that stuff. Like, it's really important. You know, relationships are everything. My dad always taught me that. You know, it's important. You know, there's the product and there's the business, but it's all relationships. So how important are celebrities to your business and influencers? It's important that they're wearing it, but they're not customers. I'm a customer, but I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I qualify. I'm a podcast host. (laughs) You know, you qualify. Like people, you know, it's, it's, it's important, I think, to have the right people in your pieces. And I think powerful women, to me, are, are the most important. You know, celebrity has changed. You know, people know that celebrities are paid to wear things now. So the consumer's really smart. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to listen to that. You know, we're all consumers. And I think you can tell when something's bullshit and you can tell when, you know, to me, it's more important when celebrities are wearing my stuff, you know. Hi, you're wearing my earrings right now today, and you're at work. Like I'm, okay. people, that's important. I want to talk. Just I'm going to interrupt and talk about your earrings for a minute, because I one have never worn hoops because I just was like my head's too small. I don't know what. Those look good on you. Thank you. And yeah, hoops were like oh, they're like for a different kind of style or like oh, but they're kind of like also 
they're becoming a much they're classic they're like, they're right like jeans i've never been a class i've never been a good at classic right and i got a pair of your hoops and i mean i wear i do wear a lot of earrings because since i cut my hair shorter and i i other than like actual hoops where the there's not a post like your hoops have a post right posts usually end up hurting my ears like you know it's like there's marks on my ear at the end of the day like they all feel really heavy and it's not just the weight it's the the way the post is constructed and I don't know what you've done and I I feel like you haven't taken enough credit for like whatever innovation this is that has allowed me to wear hoops every day like I could sleep in these hoops you said you wore them on the plane I wore them on a plane I felt great about myself (laughs) and now they're smashed under headphones recording a podcast I don't even know they're there no, it's actually really, in. I, you know, DM'd you about it, and you're like, yeah, we worked really hard to get we the did. balance right. Yeah. What does that mean? It's hard to do mean, that. To torque, well, it's because it's hollow, it's hollow tubing, and so to torque the tubing like that, it's, it's just about balance. And then the earring, ba- the posts um, are now all 14 karat that we've switched them to, and, you know, the quality is really important to me, and, and if we're going to do it, let's do it really well. Yeah. So it's something super simple. Like I said, it's like jeans. Like, like I feel like there's hoops for everybody. You just have to find your your shape and size. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not all jeans work <laughs> or hoops. Is there a single celebrity or influencer that has really kind of changed the course of your business? Was there a moment where it was like, oh shit? Well, it's always like an oh shit moment when you see your stuff on a cover of a magazine. Like the first Vogue cover was like, oh my god, and then you get an you know, then when Missy Elliott wore my stuff on the cover of Elle, like oh, that's cool. me. Like I love Missy Elliott. Yeah, she's amazing. But then, you know, there's, like, the Rihanna moment. You know, she showed up in my showroom one night and, like, hung out. You know, and now we're, like, friends. Friends. It's, like, she's just, you know, people... It's cool when you meet celebrities that are not what you expect. Yeah. And they're amazing and cool and supportive and, you is, know... Is there, like, a bucket list? Like, they've all worn your stuff. Like, is there, like, a, someone who's, like, left or that you were just, like, God damn, I'd really, like, well, to get them in my... Well, I grew up in, like, the love of Kate Moss world. Like, that was me. Like, I love Kate Moss, and we still don't have Kate Moss. So, for me, that's... I love Kate Moss. I think she's a badass. All right. Whoever knows Kate Moss... I've met Kate Moss. Her I've met Kate Moss a couple of times, but I should probably... It's so funny. My publicist was at Bar PT in, in New York um, the other day, and she she's like, Kate Moss is next to me. I'm like, give her your earrings. <laughs> 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 Give them to her. Wipe them off. Yeah, put them in exactly. So you did open a store in 2014. We do. So we have a store. It's on Fifth Avenue. It's in the Flatiron. It is a second floor store, but we have the flag on Fifth, and so for, it is a store. Um, but it's not on the ground. Okay. But it's like a private LTA. Um, it's, everybody comes in and shops, and it's actually better that way because people are coming in, and when you build, you know, so the company started with these charms, and so the charms in itself is like this huge thing. It's become this rite of passage for women that are, you know, are having children, and they get like their push gift from us, or, you know, they have the cuffs with their baby's names, or they have the charm necklaces with everything that's important in their life on it. And then there's also how the hoops started. There's the costume jewelry that started when the recession started, because I was making all the stuff in real gold originally, and I was spending thousands of it was ridiculous. I was just to get, you know, because when I first started, everyone said, this will never make it into magazines because it's not fashion jewelry. It's not editorial. And so that's when I started using real gold to make massive cuffs. And it was costing me tens of thousands of dollars to make, you know, one thing. And that's when I started casting in brass. And so we, we have a whole other collection that's the we sell on net that's the, you know, the fashion jewelry that's plated in gold. And you don't have any investors. No. We've got we've got VCs. We've got people coming. Yeah, we've got people. Knocking. Is that more recent? No, actually, you know what? They started coming to me. Uh, I would say about four years ago, and um, you know we're really lucky. We don't need it, 
But, you know, it's it's one of those questions that we talk. It's one of those things we talk about every day. You yeah. Know, do you do it? Do you take the VC? Do you do, you do the, is it, you know, it's round good, A? It's good. It, it can also, like, damn you. The expectations are sometimes not founded in reality. Right. I guess. And there's just, you know, it's like everything. They're investing in companies that they think can be a billion dollar business, period. Right. And if it's, and they'll push you to be one. Uh, and if you're not going to be one, it's kind of like not worth their time. Um, I mean, I haven't, ex- I'm not experiencing that right now, but that's kind of like the, the general, when people talk about like, okay, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for a company that can make them a hundred or a thousand times their investment, you know, something like, not like, t- you know, three times or 10, t- 10 times would be nice. It's not, um, I know. And that's the problem we're having is, you know, cause we're scaling now because of the salt and the, you know, lifestyle factor that we're doing and there's things happening that are exciting. So it's like, you know, do you want to take this and turn it into something much bigger in, you know, the world of lifestyle? Like I always say, I'm not the jewelry designer that's going to make shoes or handbags. I make salt. In 2017, Jennifer expanded her business into the culinary realm with the launch of her first custom salts. I just tried one and it tastes really good and very uh, sophisticated for a for some salt. It's quite a jump to go from jewelry to sea salt, and I asked her why she wanted to do this and why salt. Salt, it happened randomly. I put my eggs on social one day. I put them up on Instagram one day and I I, I got your eating. eggs my eggs okay like you're like I made like a, I made like you know the annoying shot that no one wants to see a picture of of like a poached egg on an avocado toast with, everyone's like, with this fuck? beautiful salt sprinkled on it that not that one it was the universal one that has uh, cilantro and dill and lemon rind I'll bring I'll bring it for you I actually was like why did I not bring her all the salts um, but I'll send you guys a bunch so you guys can have them for the office too so that one has chili powder or chili flakes gojugaro in it the original one is lemon rind it started I was telling her um, my dad lives in Santa Barbara and has lemon trees and he ships me his lemons and avocados and so I never wanted to waste any so I would grind the lemon rind and I would juice the lemons and I would dry it and I would made this little bowl of chili pepper flakes um, dill cilantro his lemon rind cracked black pepper and salt and I would put it on my poached eggs every morning that I would make there's something so interesting about salt as like a fashion item because the kind of PR you can get on the back of something as simple as salt, I think is going to be really interesting to watch because you've, you're already hooked up. Like you've already been in all of these publications and then it's like, here's the gift guide, here's the health guide exactly. or whatever. And it's like, oh damn, mm-hmm. like salt made by your favorite jeweler. Maybe I'll put that in my food. Like what a lot and of people- ten bucks. Yeah. Bucks. I mean, what, what a lot of people don't know about press is that like- you have to have something new to talk about. All the time. Otherwise, they're like, okay, we met you, Jennifer or yeah, Sophie. You're still here. Cool. There's no story to tell. Right. So you have to kind of even invent things sometimes. Not that that's what this is because the salt is really good and I just tried it. But like you have to keep these pops over the course of time and doing unexpected things that are like, wow, who would have thought this would happen? So um, that's what that's what people like really like talking about. So yeah. I think it's really Liquids smart. are next. We're trying to figure out the liquids because yeah. I want to do hot sauce and salad dressing. Mm. I always say I want to be the Newmans of fashion. I want to find a charity to tie it to, and I want to give all the money to charity. Put your face on every <laughs> every, every bottle. <laughs> we have so much more with Jennifer coming up, but first, I want to talk a little bit about ZipRecruiter. 
So if you're someone who hires, you know what a pain it has been. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. Oh my God, just so many unqualified resumes. I've done it for, it's been the bane of my existence for 12 years. And now hiring is simple. All you have to do is go to ziprecruiter.com slash girlboss. And if you don't know, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. And they don't stop there. They match you with thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Essentially, it's really a recruiter who costs like upwards of 60, 70, thousand dollars a year if not more to sit in a seat and do the same thing i i love recruiting uh, and zip recruiters makes it so much faster and what's amazing is that 80 percent of employers who post on zip recruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just one day and we all know that hiring fast smartly but fast is uh, a key part of staying competitive and getting ahead of the game and being a first mover in business. We use ZipRecruiter here at Girlboss and we love it. It's been incredibly helpful finding some great, great team members. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss, Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Girlboss, ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We'll have more with Jennifer in just a second, but first let's talk a little bit about ShipStation. So many of our Girlboss radio listeners operate uh, online businesses, e-commerce businesses, direct-to-consumer businesses, whatever you like to call them. And, you know, in my experience, having been a small business owner many years ago, getting your orders out the door is extremely time-consuming and sometimes the least inspiring part of what you're doing. And and that's why we use ShipStation.com. I wish it existed 12 years ago and a girl boss that handles all of our shipping needs it's fast it's easy and you can manage and ship your orders all from one place and with ShipStation, we ship more in less time with the best rates available from usps ups fedex they find you the best rates and you can manage all of your orders from any device and it integrates it integrates with shopify etsy squarespace and over 75 other popular selling channels so you don't need to create some 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 janky way for one thing to talk to the other it imports all of your orders and makes it incredibly easy so right now try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use our promo code girlboss don't wait go to shipstation.com and before you do anything else click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in girlboss that's shipstation.com enter girlboss ShipStation, make ship happen <laughs> 